This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are going to be talking all about Instagram and how to use Instagram for your small church. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's already so many trainings and tutorials and resources and blog posts and even YouTube channels out there to teach you how to use Instagram properly, but we're going to take a little bit of a different spin on it today, all right? Because we are talking about how you should use Instagram for your small church, some tips and tricks about how you can use it well, and all also asking the question, should you even be on Instagram for your church? You ready? Let's go. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Last week, we had a tremendous, tremendous conversation with the one and only Chad Harms from over there in Portland, and we had a tremendous, and let's be honest, stupid long conversation about how his church, uh, let's be honest, a small little church right now. They they say online their church of 100, but he even said on the podcast that even some Sunday mornings, they're down to 60 people every single Sunday morning for worship, but how they are able to not just reach their community, but people all over the world using media because they had one little mental shift focus and how that completely changed the game. Go back, listen to that conversation if you're new to the podcast, but this week, we're going to be talking all about Instagram and how to use Instagram well for your church. But before we even get into that conversation, I got to do two quick housekeeping things. All right. Number one, like I said, we are officially 12 days away from Easter and Pastor, do you have your Easter graphics ready to go? I updated the website a little bit, actually, just a fun fact. If you go to smallchurch.media right now, usually up in the menu, you see free Easter sermon graphics. But right now, I have actually shifted gears a little bit because I want to create a free resource library for you as a small church pastor to use to help grow your influence using media. So if you go to that tab, free resources, you can see both of the Easter graphics that we created for this year. But right now, you can also see from, I believe, episode three, way back when about different types of Facebook posts you can create, you can also go there and see that exact pack download for social media and download it and use it right now. There are six different social media posts in there, including one carousel, I think it was like five or six different images for that post, plus captions on how to use that. And we're going to talk about how to use those for Instagram here in a little bit. But I also just want to give you the heads up that come back next week, we're we're going to have a tremendous conversation about how do you know if your website is actually doing its job online. I have created a small church website audit that will be featured on that free resources tab here in the coming week. Not yet. You got to wait till the episode drops. But if you purchased or signed up or downloaded that Easter sermon graphic, you already received an email last week about how you could get early access to the small church website audit. And it's just a simple PDF for you to just walk through and make sure your website is doing what it's supposed to be doing. But we can't talk about that no more, all right? That is next week's conversation. But I want to encourage you to make sure you get over there, download that Easter sermon graphic if you need it. We'll talk about the posts here in a little bit. But I want to encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter. I'm going to try to get this ball rolling on this email newsletter to keep giving you guys resources and updates on different free resources and products that you can use, things that we've talked about here on the podcast. 
podcast, and also just what's going on in Small Church Media Podcast Lane. If there's any updates or cool resources that I found that I want to share with you, so head over to smallchurch.media right now. You'll see a pop up that kind of just whoop, slides up from the bottom where you can sign up for our email newsletter. And simple as that, we are ready to go. Well, today we are talking about how to use Instagram for your small church. And we touched on Instagram here and there on various conversations on this podcast, but I want to take a little bit deeper dive into just how Instagram actually works. Because when, if you, let's just say you're new to Instagram, right? There's a lot of things happening. There's posts, there's stories, there's DMs, there's reels. And how do all these things work? Are they connected to Facebook? Are they not? Are they the same as TikTok? Are they not? You might not really be sure what on earth you're supposed to be doing? And then, oh wait, you're supposed to create a bio inside of Instagram? Hold up, pause. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. If you've been with Instagram, like me, since literally the beginning, way before Zuckerberg bought them out, these changes and updates have just been kind of normal as the way social media has grown. But we're going to talk about today specifically and kind of focus from the mindset, from the, we're going to start with the ground, uh, from, from ground zero, start at the bottom and work our way back up to just understand how Instagram works how you can use each portion of Instagram well in order to reach new followers and not just reach new followers, but engage your current followers and to make sure that as you're posting things that your engagement numbers stay up. Right now, Instagram is one of the top social media platforms all across the board. Now, YouTube is still crazy high. Facebook, surprisingly, is not the top anymore. TikTok is actually the top. But millennials and Gen X and some Gen Z here and there still use Instagram on the daily. And the question I have for you, Pastor, is A, do you have the bandwidth to do it? But B, are you willing to step into a new place to reach people in a new way like you never have before? So before we even get to this conversation of how to use Instagram, my first question is A, are you willing to commit to using Instagram? Because here's the deal. If you sign your church up for an Instagram and you kind of post here, kind of post there, really, what's the purpose? (laughs) If you don't have a plan and you don't know what you're going to be doing, you're just going to be wasting your time and your resources and your efforts to be able to do it. So first, before we even talk about how to use Instagram, I first have to ask you, are you willing to use Instagram the way that it needs to? Now, here's one strategy that you can do. And I actually seen a lot of businesses who have done this, where you secure your Instagram handle, you know, to make sure that's the exact same as your Facebook handle, put like literally like one simple, posts or put nine posts so you actually have a nice little grid right there that basically just tells people like, hey, we would love for you to come and join us on a Sunday morning service, but we're more active over on Facebook. Sometimes that works, but you might be someone who's like, okay, Mark, this is what my community around me and my church people are using. So I have decided that it is time to use Instagram. And that's exactly who I am going to be talking to today. So to basically break down about how Instagram works, there's pretty much four different, I would say four, uh, let's add five. There's five different things about what you need to know to know just how Instagram works. And the first one is just your bio. So when someone finds your Instagram account, I'm just going to talk about my personal, the other podcast that I do, because that's probably the easiest way I could describe this is Real Talk Christian Podcast. All right. So our bio on Real Talk Christian Podcast, our, our Instagram handle is pretty much just the same as where it is every single place. And you guessed it. It's Real Talk. Christian podcast. When you get to our bio, though, we tell you exactly what to expect out of our podcast, where you get new episodes on Thursdays. I'm your host, and my buddy Fuller is your host. 
quick tag. We're real conversation for real Christians. And our sponsor is the Christian Standard Bible. Now for you as a church, if you have an Instagram account, a lot of times you might be thinking, oh, we don't need to do too much with our bio. But your bio is the first thing that people will see when they actually search and find your Instagram account. So you need to make sure you set it up properly. The first thing you need to do is make sure your handle actually makes sense. And in my opinion, if you're able to do it, make sure it matches all of your other social media handles. The second thing you can do is on your name, not just your handle, but on your name, you can drop the name of your church. Let's just say you're, uh, I don't know, community church. If you want to up the game a little bit, you can actually put your city right there next to your name because the below where you can add all the other little different things, you only have a limited framework to use. So if you run out of space and then what we're about to talk about, you can just put the city and state right into your name. So when people are actually looking for like Church South Bend, if my name is, let's just say Community Church, South Bend, Indiana, the chances of that popping up actually grows. But I wanna lean into the bio here a little bit because a lot of churches don't really put much thought or much, uh, I would say, effort into what your bio actually says. And this is very important because again, this is a quick three second blurb where you can instantly tell people where you're located, where your service times are, and what your church is all about. And if you have room, I would encourage you to drop the name of your lead pastor so that way they can connect of, oh, this is a real church with a real pastor. So really quickly right there in that bio, don't just type out a bunch of sentences, but I've always encouraged people to use emojis and then write whatever thing is next to them. So if you have your service time listed, drop a picture of a clock. If you're going to put what your address is, drop a picture of a church building. If you're going to drop the name of your pastor, maybe drop the microphone right there. What your mission statement is, my favorite one for what's the church mission statement is actually either the explosion, like emoji, or an arrow pointing in one of the directions of here's here's what we're trying to accomplish. And the last thing is, is the URL. Now, you have to make sure you include the URL for whatever you want to do. Now, a lot of people, now you have to know this too, Instagram, you cannot put links inside of your post. So what a lot of people do is they pay for these programs where you can connect each post to its own link and then they click like the link it takes them to a whole grid. Then they can, based on what picture they wanted, they can select which link they want to go to. Some people create link trees or some people, like what we talked about, that Sunday worship page where you can have just a bunch of little buttons right there. You can create a links page inside of your website that redirects you to everywhere. Now, for example, if you go to my personal Instagram account, which if you just look up Mark Hyde, it probably will pop up. But T. Markide, Timothy Markide with a C. T. Markide is my handle. I got my black and white image with my, my Notre Dame flat build, my youth group hoodie and the green background around me. If you go there, if you see the URL, it says markhide.com forward slash links because I want to have one place where I can redirect everybody to and it's on my personal website. So if you come to my personal website, click that link so you can see a link for free Easter sermon graphics, enter my personal website, learn more about me and on and on it goes. But a lot of churches, when they just sign up, they really just quickly put like a church in South Bend or a church in Portland. But we need to lean into actually um, leveraging that space in your bio to make sure you tell people who you are, 
where you're located, what your service times are, if you have room, maybe who your pastor is, and last, what is the mission and the purpose of your church? The second thing, oh, woo, we already almost at 12 minutes. We gotta keep rolling. The Okay, so the first thing about how like the, the various pieces of Instagram is your bio. The second one, which is what Instagram is most commonly known for, are the posts. When Instagram first started, you would literally just post a post, put some nasty filter on top of it, put some little caption there, and boop, you would just send it out to the world. And when people would be scrolling on Instagram, it would actually be done according to the time at which the people you follow post. So if you follow 200 people in all 200 of those people posted, which never happened, in one day, you could literally scroll through your feed and it would timestamp every single person you followed. And when you got to the end, basically where you already were, it would said you have finished, uh, basically like you've finished Instagram for the day. Or it's like, you're all caught up. That's what it said. It said you were all caught up. But now there's an algorithm where the chances of you actually seeing every single person's post is very, 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 very low. But your posts are still very important to your church's Instagram page because that is where the evergreen content lives. Then as Instagram started to grow, they started integrating a messenger feature, which let's be honest, everything has a messenger feature. Now they call them DMs, direct messages. Instagram, the way a lot of people are starting to teach Instagram is you live or die inside of your DMs. As a business, they say that the the, the future of communication with the customer and the business is no longer text messages or emails, but it actually can live inside of the direct message. And I found that to be true, especially with my podcast. We interact with people on Instagram inside of our DMs every single day. Facebook messages, we get text messages, we get emails, but Instagram message, people message us every single day and react to things and we act, react to people inside of their their stories and reels. And we'll get into that here in a second. But your DMs is how you interact with your followers in a text message style format. Then as Instagram kept growing, they added stories into the mix. And stories were these little snap. Uh, Snapchat style images where it would appear for 24 hours and after you post it, it would just go away. Snapchat, you would send it to someone, you look at it, it instantly disappeared. But when they int- when they introduced stories, people thought this was the stupidest thing ever because your content only lives for 24 hours. But as the, let's just be honest, history has spoken, Stories is still a super powerful tool that Instagram has. And most recently, Instagram introduced something that they have Instagram TV, which now is just a part of a longer video post. So I'm not gonna give Instagram TV its own own section because that kind of just gets funneled into posts. But right now, reels are the most popular thing on Instagram. It's a 60 second tight clip where let's be honest, it's more like a TikTok in nature. In fact, when they first introduced reels, people would make TikToks and then they would cross post them over here to Instagram and that's how people grew. So each one of these tools and each one, it's not even a tool, each one of these new styles of posting that Instagram created all have a different purpose in mind of how they want you to interact with people that you follow and how they want people who follow you to interact with you. And if you don't understand what the purpose of each one of these five things are, again, that's your bio, your posts, your DMs, your stories, and your reels, you are not going to be able to get the type of engagement and type of results that you would expect out of Instagram. So before we get into just kind of a game plan about how maybe you can use this as a small church, the real question is, is how should small churches even use Instagram to begin with? Because you can waste all day long creating these reels and stories and posts and messaging people, but let's be honest, 
You don't have time for that. The big churches where they have a person that they pay to do this, okay, yes, they they have time to do all of this. But you as a small church pastor, you do not have time for this. So the question is, is how should your church use Instagram? And I'm going to answer that question with another question. And that question is very simply, what is your goal? with using Instagram. So how should church? How should your church use Instagram? Well, my question is, what's your goal with Instagram? If your plan is to grow your account and attract as many followers as you can, which a lot of small churches actually do, and they have tens of thousands of people who follow them, you need to use Instagram Reels because this content lives for a very long time. It's very popular and people spend more time on Reels than anything else, but that's how you grow your account. If your plan is to engage with people who already follow you, you have to live inside of stories where you're constantly posting more and more things inside of your stories because that's where people who already follow you are going to hang out with you. But if your plan is just to be on the platform and just have some evergreen content where people who are following you can maybe be encouraged by what you post, that's where you use the post feature. So the question is, is how should you as a small church use Instagram? Now, the real answer is actually you need to use Instagram. Instagram the way that Instagram wants you to use Instagram, because if you don't follow by the rules, like we talked about before, you're not going to be effective with this platform. So if you're going to be on Instagram, you have to use Instagram they, the way they want you to use it. But again, it goes back to even more than just that question. The real question is, what is your goal with how you want to use Instagram? So if you tell me, Mark, you know what? We just want to be on the platform. We have people in our church who follow us. We just want to share some content and we want them to engage with it, maybe share it to their friends. Cool. Again, use posts. If you want to start actually interacting with your church followers on Instagram, use stories. And if you want to grow your account, use reels. So for the next little bit, we're going to talk about how we can use Instagram well. We're going to talk about if you are on Instagram, what the bare minimum that you need to do well, actually, what is the bare minimum that you need to do, how you can use it a little bit more effectively and how you can take it to the next level. So really quick, here's the bare minimum. If you are going to be on Instagram for your church, what you need to actually do. And the first thing is, is you need to post content that people actually want to share with their followers. Here's what this means. When you post a post on Instagram, your people now are able to put that post onto their stories. And if you want people to start sharing your content on their stories, it needs to look good. It needs to make sense of what actually what you're trying to accomplish and communicate is. And all of your content needs to be visible on that image. Here's what that means. If you want someone to actually share the, let's say you do like a a verse post every Monday or something like that, and your verse post looks like some clip art out of the 90s, ain't nobody gonna share that with nobody. But if you go to a website or an Instagram page kind of like Desiring God, how about that one? If you go to Desiring God's Instagram account, all they do is post quotes from Piper and other Desiring God authors. And it's the exact same style every single time. However, a lot of my followers and friends, they post or they reshare those posts all the dang time because the content is beautifully written It's visually beautiful and it's content that they want to share with their followers. So if you want to do the bare minimum on Instagram, you need to create posts that actually look good, that the content is good and the content content is all there for people to actually share it. And then you also got to tell people you want them to share it as well. 
Now, you might be thinking, all right, Mark, so we need to post good content. What are some types of content that we can actually post? For a small church, I actually have three favorite types of Instagram posts that you can do that really don't take that much time. It just takes a little bit of mental work and the know-how and the desire to actually do these types of posts. The first type of posts that I like for small churches to do are just simple encouragement posts. It can be a quote from the sermon. It could be a quote from an author. It can be a snippet of a book. It could just be a... Um, I don't know, just something to enlighten people's day. Basically, the idea of the encouragement post is just to encourage people on their walk. Because let's be honest, the world is very hard right now in terms of it's not a very bright place. So you can bring a you can step into that darkness, bring a little light using your Instagram page and make people feel encouraged by what you post. The second one, which I would say this is hands down my favorite one, I call these mini-series. It's not mini-series, mini sermons, where basically you take a topic and then using the caption, you can preach a little bit about that topic. So let's say you're doing a sermon series right now on um, the, the, the red letters. Let's call your sermon series, the red letters, where you're actually looking at things that Jesus actually said. If you want to create little mini sermons for people to learn following your Instagram account, you can ask the question using a post picture just on that post image, literally just say the words, did Jesus ever say that he is God. Because that, let's be honest, is something that a lot of unsaved people say that, you know what, Jesus never said he was God. He said he was kind of cool and he did some miracles, but he never claimed to be God. So you can ask the question on your post, did Jesus ever claim to be God? And in the caption, you can literally just give a quote unquote, mini little sermon, mini little devotional answering that question using the caption. Or you can do what um, David Platt over with Radical. If you follow the Radical Instagram account, it is amazing the stuff they kick out because every single post they do follows the same three favorite types posts. But one of my favorites is when they do these little mini sermons where they ask a question of how do you evangelize to a Muslim? How do you evangelize to a Mormon? And as you flip through what's called a carousel where it's just a post after post after post, even though it's considered one post, they actually teach you what these faiths believe, how to talk to them about it, and how their quote unquote Jesus difference than the gospel Jesus. Mini sermons are a great, great way to actually Actually teach your people and not just teach your people, but to equip your people using an apologetic style of Instagram posts. The third of my favorite type of Instagram posts for small churches is very simple scripture verses. Take a passage of scripture. You know, if you use the Bible app from YouVersion, pretty much every single verse in the Bible pretty much has a scripture graphic that goes along with it. You can just download it and share it right to your Instagram page. Now, if you have the ability to do this, here's a couple bonuses that you can do. There's great types of Instagram, again, posts that you can use for your Instagram page. Pictures of your church people are always a great idea. Tell a 15-year-old with an iPhone to walk around church, take a whole bunch of pictures. You can use some of those pictures. Let's be honest, if they take a whole bunch of them, you might only have one or two good ones. But you can use those one or two good ones to actually showcase what's happening in your church. Pictures from Awana, from the student ministry, from fun events that are going on. People actually want to know that your church isn't just full of graphics and quotes, but it's full of real people that look just like them. So take advantage of that. Another post that I personally loved to do over on our, when I was on staff over at Southside Baptist Church was I would take a picture of our pastor preaching. I would take some sort of quote that he would say. I would put that image 
you know, actually, I'd take that quote, put that over the image, and that would become my post for one of the posts during the week. But at the end of the day, you have to actually create content that people find encouraging or they find helpful or they find, you know what, I want to share this with my my, my my followers, people who follow me, but you have to make sure you do the bare minimum if you're on Instagram to just create some posts that people want to actually follow. And here's some tips. So if you're kind of stuck, you know, like, I don't know how I should design these things. What should they look like? I've already said radical is amazing, but they hire a full-time graphic designer. That is amazing. Desiring God is a great, great, great example of how you can do very, very simple designs, but have a highly effective outreach, but you just need to find Instagram accounts that are really successful and that you think, hey, they do a great job with design and simplicity and follow them, take some inspiration from them. Don't copy them, but again, take inspiration from them and create similar styles of content. If you create a sermon graphic for whatever series you're doing, also create a blank square graphic to match it so you can quickly add sermon snippets to it. That's why in that Easter, you know, that that Easter graphic that you downloaded for your church, it didn't just come with, hey, here's the Easter graphic, here's what you can use for your PowerPoints. No, 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 no. We took it to the next level and created a square graphic that was blank so you can actually, you know, put your service times and other things like that. But you could also use that after Easter is already done to take a quote or a passage of scripture, put it on top of that graphic using an app like Canva or it used to be called Adobe Adobe Spark, but I think it's just Adobe Creative Cloud now. I'm not exactly sure. There's also Over. It's another app you can use or whatever app you want to use, but you can create a square graphic based off your sermon series so that way you can quickly make social media media post so that way people will actually recognize that this goes with the series. So this is the bare minimum of what you need to do if you're on Instagram is just create posts and create good content that people actually like, that they're encouraged by, and they want to share. But if you want to use Instagram well, here's two things you need to do. Number one is you actually have to post consistently hands down, post consistently. Have a posting schedule, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you post the same type of things Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where Monday is the mini, Monday is the, uh, scripture, Wednesday is the mini sermon, and then Friday is the follow-up from whatever you were preaching on that Sunday. But either way, if people know that when you're gonna be there on Instagram, they're more likely to actually look and engage with that. The second one is actually use stories, like I said earlier, to interact with your followers. The best Instagram accounts use stories religiously. I um, I worked for a blogger. Um, her name is Heather. She has a huge Instagram account. Like I'm actually gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now. She has. As I think she touched 100,000 almost. She has 90,000 Instagram followers right now. I created her blog, uh, thesupermomlife.com if you want to go take a look at it. But what she does super well is she, and I talked with her about it, she has a strategy about how she uses stories. Now, yes, she creates reels all the time to help people find her and follow her, but the way she keeps her followers engaged with her is she uses stories. So what she does, which is the same thing that I do over on my podcast, is she asks people questions using their stories. Well, not really their stories, more so her stories. But she'll ask people just random questions that they uh, or random questions that they have to answer, almost like a uh, um, if you could, uh, if you could, or if what actor would you choose? to play your life story if your life was a movie. That's that's one that she did. Another fun one, which I don't necessarily agree with, but if you could do something 
Or no, no. What are you addicted to? That was a fun one. What are you addicted to that's not illegal? And you know, everyone gave the answer like, oh, Amazon or shopping or Target. But some people gave some really hilarious answers. But she uses her stories to keep her followers engaged because she actually told me that something she struggled with is when people found her page, they liked her page. They didn't interact with her post quite as much. But the more she posted stories, the more people interacted with her stories and then more people found her content. So If you want to start using stories because you're already on Instagram and you want to start interacting with your followers more, you can actually create something called a poll on your Instagram page where you're like, hey, you can even do Bible trivia on your Instagram stories. You can ask questions on your stories and share the results. Um, Something that I love to create is more of a, let's play would you rather, would you rather choose this or this? And then every single story is a this or that question or um, uh, would you rather do this or that? And then as people are respond, I know I just said the same thing. And then as people respond later, I share the results of what everybody is saying so that way people can actually see how each of the, or all the other, other people who followed us actually answered those questions. Another thing you can do is actually show up on your stories with using videos. That's how my wife grew her Instagram platform is she showed up in stories every single day using video to either share what was going on in her life, the foster care journey, how people can f- support foster care. Because people actually, for some reason, they're like, we love following you. You're our source of entertainment. So she showed up on her stories using videos. Now, my other friend, Heather, does not show up on her stories using videos. She shows up on her stories using text, stories, polls, and questions, things like that. Whereas my wife is very, very big with videos. So what I'm trying to tell you is it doesn't matter how you show up in your stories, but if you want to do Instagram well and take it to that next level, show up in your Instagram stories and actually have a plan of attack of how you want to do it. Now, in this episode, we're not going to share about how you can create the best types of stories and how to use the various Instagram features that they have inside of your stories. I would encourage you just to Google how to do Instagram stories well. There's tons of content, resources, blog posts that you can find to do that. Let's say, though, you're already on Instagram. You're like, Mark, all right, I'm already posting a little. We're, we're posting pretty well. We're starting to use our stories a little bit better. How can we take it to the next level? And that is very simply use Instagram Reels. Now, Instagram Reels, I'll just tell you, they take a long time to learn and to master and to figure out exactly how you want to use Reels because it's basically a video editing software built into Instagram. But I can promise you and guarantee you this. If you want to grow your Instagram You have to use Reels. You might be thinking, all right, Mark, if we want to use Reels, what types of content should we be creating for our Reels? And the answer to that question is simply repurpose your content. You know, there's some amazing people out there that I follow, and I would encourage you to look up some of these names. One is Brady Shear over at Pro Church Tools. Another one, which is one of my favorites, you have to spell his last name a little bit weird, but Justin Briley, he is the host of the Unbelievable Podcast over in the United Kingdom. He has an amazing Instagram account where he creates reels all the time where he's an apologist. So the most recent video he did is he goes, have you ever asked the question of why is there evil in the world? And then inside of that reel, he answered the question. There's another uh, Instagram reel that he did where he actually just asked the question, do faith and science conflict? 
And then he gave his reasoning in a quick 60 second video. And he started his Instagram account uh, not super long ago, but he's already up to 46.5 thousand followers. Brady Shear does a lot of questions, mainly regarding how churches should use media. And I would encourage you to follow him as well. And he teaches you how to create really good Instagram reels. He has another another 40,000 followers because people, when they find reels and they keep seeing you showing up time after time after time, they're eventually going to follow you. Now, here's the real question as we kind of start to land the play on this episode is for you as a small church, what should your strategy be for Instagram? Now, I'll be honest with you. I know I just went way over your heads and I, I apologize if you weren't keeping up with me, but I wanted to give you the big picture because let's be honest, every church is at a different place with their Instagram journey. The church I go to, we're a church about five, 600, has an Instagram don't use their Instagram. The church I was at was Southside. We were very, very good with posts, but we didn't really use stories and we didn't really use reels. There's another small church over on the East Coast. For the life of me, I can't think what their name is. They're a small church, maybe 100 people on a weekend. They have close to 20,000 followers on Instagram because they chose to start using reels. And the pastor and his wife, they make reels almost daily or every other day to reach new people because they want to use Instagram to reach people. What should does your strategy be as a small church? That's a good question. And honestly, that's for you to decide on what your strategy for Instagram is. But but but, but here's the deal at the end of the day. If you're going to be on Instagram, you need to actually be on Instagram. You got to show up. You got to do it right, even if it's the bare minimum. So if you decide, you know what, Mark, Instagram is just not for us. We don't have a really big, like our demographic, our area, our church people don't really use Instagram. They use Facebook. That's great. Double down on Facebook. Don't use Instagram. But once you have an Instagram, you got to make sure you use it or just set up your account in such a way where you notify people using pictures where, hey, we have an Instagram account. We don't really live over here. Come order Facebook land. I think that's an acceptable strategy that you can use. But if you decide to actually be on Instagram, I'm going to challenge you to be on Instagram. Maybe your first step is to just do the bare minimum. The bare minimum is to update your bio and start creating actual intentional post for your Instagram. If you want to see a good example about how a small church does it, I'll put the link in the show notes again. But Chad Harms Church, Creekside Bible, does a great job as a small church about how you can use posts to continue with the mission of your church. If you want to start interacting on Instagram, because maybe that's just your cup of tea, you're more of a millennial, you're a church pastor, you're a church planner, you're like, you know what? I know I need to grow up my church using Instagram. Start showing up in your stories. I'll even give this bonus. I know we didn't talk about it, but there's a pastor here locally that has grown his church because he uses Instagram well, where he does ask a pastor or anything. And the same strategy we talk about on Facebook, he does on Instagram. He goes live on Instagram once a week for about an hour where he's not preaching, but he's actually teaching and walking through people's questions about different topics. It's a really cool idea. We can talk more about that if you have questions about that. But if you want to actually take it to the ultimate level, start using reels to grow your church. But for you as a small church, (laughs) let's just be honest. If you're going to decide to use Instagram, just showing up, doing the bare minimum will be enough if you do two things. Number one, you create good, engaging content. And the second is you tell people that you're on Instagram, that you're creating content. You want them to review your content because you want to make sure it's actually stuff that they want to post. And then ask them to share your posts on their stories to help your church continue to grow and encourage 
just all the people that are around you. But at the end of the day, if you're choosing to use Instagram, A, you got to make sure you show up. B, you got to make sure you do it the way Instagram tells you you want to do. And C, one, two, three, A, B, C, I don't know. Make sure you have a strategy so that way you know just what you want to do create those benchmarks. Like if you want to gain your followers or gain impressions or get more likes, that will help you create the type of content you need to create. But ultimately at the end of the day, just like what Dr. Jen Bennett said, stay curious, try new things. If something works really well for your church, like it did for Desiring God with their type of Instagram post, double down and lean into it. And if it doesn't work, hey, it's social media. Just try again. But I'm going to encourage you, small church, that if you are on Instagram, make sure you actually are on Instagram. Now, next week, we are going to have a great conversation talking about the, and answering the question of how do you know if your church website is actually doing its job? I'm going to give you a free resource at the end of that episode, the Small Church Website Audit. But before I let you go on this episode, I want to encourage you that if you have not downloaded the social media pack yet that you can use for your church's Instagram just to test some see, test some things out, maybe see how I created these posts so that way you can get some ideas on how you can create these posts. Go to smallchurch.media right now or smallchurch.media forward slash resources. But if you're just on smallchurch.media, click the little navigation menu if you're on mobile or if you're just on desktop, hey, you already see it. Go to free resources where you can download those six social media posts right now. Just like always, it's always a whole lot of fun to hang out with you guys week in and week out. If you're listening over on Apple Podcasts, it would literally mean the world to me if you leave me a rating and review. I don't want to beg, so please just go over there and do it for me, and I'll send you a coffee gift card on the house because I would love to sit down and chat with you, but I can't always based on location, so the least I can do is send you a thank you card with a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or Bigsby, wherever you live, coffee gift card in the mail. Or if you listen over on Spotify, please hit that rating button and give me a rating so we can reach more small church pastors. But no matter what platform you are on, it would mean the world with me if you share an episode that meant a lot with you with another small church or another small church pastor friend so we can continue growing this podcast, not just to grow the podcast and, you know, let's be honest, just get more stats, but that way we can encourage small church pastors all across the nation. And I would love to say all across the world, use media in a way where we are both growing the faith of our followers, but also reaching new people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So until next week, take it easy, and we'll see you next time on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.